Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Last Sunday was the last Sunday before Lent, and it is always the story of the transfiguration of Jesus. With themes of power and transformation, as the veil was removed from Jesus and his face shone like the sun. Well, by Wednesday of this last week, we had entered Lent with ashes on our foreheads, choosing which Lenten disciplines to practice, self-denial through fasting and prayer, promises to give up certain things for Lent, and promises to take on more forms of piety over the next 40 days. And today marks the first Sunday in Lent, which always includes the reading of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, no matter if we are in year A, B, or C in our lectionary. We start Lent off every year with a good reading of Jesus' temptation by the devil. We are in this year in year A, and so our narrative comes from the Gospel of Matthew. And barely just four or five days in the season of Lent, we get the theme of temptation. Why? Because God, in all his wisdom and understanding, knows that we are already being tempted to give up on the practice of not eating chocolate or drinking beer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, it's more than that. Lent is a season of repentance, and we have all fallen for the temptations of this world, the temptations that come from our heart, from our own desires. As James, the brother of Jesus, wrote in his letter, he said, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The groan brings forth death. We have all sinned, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we have all sinned, then we all know what temptation is. Well, today, we get two temptation stories. The first is from Genesis, the fall of mankind, the first sin. Adam and Eve were tempted and fell to their desires of lust and pride. They believed in themselves. They believed that they knew better than God. They did not believe the truth of God's word, even though God told them, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. They could eat from any tree except one. And so what did they do? They went to that one. They believed they were wiser than God. It's called pride. It's probably the main problem in the human soul. And in regard to what it means to be human, not much has changed when it comes to pride. And so, the human race needed a savior to redeem the world from sin that came on that fateful day in Genesis. And God, because of his great love for his creation, sent his son to make amends, to bring justice. God incarnate came so that we might have life again, not death. And that person was Jesus Christ, and Jesus was tempted just as we are. 
And that brings us to the story in our gospel reading from Matthew. Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted. And the tempter came, first tempting Jesus with provision. Make these stones bread. Second, tempting Jesus with testing God. And third, tempting Jesus with power. And Jesus, all three times, defeated the temptation with God's word. It's these stories that greet us on this first Sunday in Lent. And it's here that we should be reminded of why we have entered into this season. Our liturgy for Ash Wednesday called us into a holy Lent. And it did so with these words from Wednesday. It said, the liturgy said, I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, to the observance of a holy Lent, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. Three clauses, repentance, prayer and discipline, and reading and meditating on God's holy word. The Bible gets its own clause in those three things. If we think Lent is only about giving up chocolate and asking for forgiveness, we miss out on a huge part of God's blessing of Lent. Reading and meditating on Holy Scriptures is a huge part of the season because reading the Holy Scriptures gives us life Reading the Holy Scriptures brings conviction. Reading the Bible actually puts us in a better posture for repentance and prayer. The three of them go together, which is why we need self-examination, prayer, and the Word of God. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow, it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Our catechism asks this question, why do we call the Holy Scriptures the Word of God? We call them the Word of God because God inspired their human authors and because God still speaks to us through the Bible. The Bible is more powerful than any book ever assembled because it contains the revelation of God. When we truly encounter the Holy Scriptures and allow the illumination of the words of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, who guides the church in the true interpretation of the Scriptures, we receive a gift of God, a gift of God's grace. We receive guidance and transformation. We receive nourishment. Listen to the words of Jesus from our gospel where Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Reading God's holy word gives power. Look at what Jesus did to resist the devil's temptation in the wilderness. What he didn't do was call for all the angels of the heavenly host to come down and protect him and dispel the tempter. What he didn't do is wave his hand and then made the devil disappear. He overcame the tempter with the truth of Holy Scripture. Three times he quoted the Bible, all from Deuteronomy, from the Old Testament. 
This is why all 66 books of the Bible are the word of important or most inspired over here. Oh, I like this part the best. The Old Testament is just as much the word of God as the New Testament. To say otherwise is to flirt with Marcionism, which was deemed heresy way back in the second century. Church dealt with this long, long time ago. Marcion rejected the Old Testament as inferior to the New Testament. The Old Testament was the Bible Jesus used. And the words of St. Paul are just as much the word of God as the Gospels or the Old Testament. For us to force some kind of conflict between Paul's theology and Jesus, it's really arrogance. We certainly don't have a better interpretation of Jesus than St. Paul. We are 2,000 years removed. St. Paul was just a decade removed from the life of Jesus. In our Anglican tradition, in our Episcopalian catechism, the Holy Scriptures include all the books of the Old and New Testaments. And the catechism says they are inspired by the Holy Spirit. That is the teaching of the church. So today, receive the grace of God's word. Hear them. Read them. Mark them. Learn them, meditate on them, memorize them, inwardly digest them, as the college says from the proper 28. Get the words of God in your soul. We need the power of his word in our lives. Experience the power of God's word. Think about what Jesus said about his heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away. That alone should draw us to the words of Holy Scripture. As we move through this season of Lent, maybe we give up some chocolate, maybe we give up some other things, maybe we go to a prayer seminar, but may we not fail to read the Holy Scriptures daily, as if our life depended upon it. And may we experience his grace in the words of God, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.